International. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. Uh, with me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm in the studio in again. The studio. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, We've had you here for weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've actually been here for a month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually, this is week two of a three-week residency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the magic of podcasting yeah, at atx residency <laughs> I, I meet people on occasion who like aren't even like co- comics or entertainers and they just constantly travel between new york la and like uh and austin and shit like that and yeah it's like ah, I, fuck you man like, I, like, what, a, what a fun life i think the funniest thing i i still think this is like a really funny idea that if i had money i would totally do it just because i think it's funny like you know so so pat and i are comedians there's a thing that happens to people who are like sort of at our level and a little bit above where uh, they'll have like a meeting in New York or LA and you'll like see on Facebook that they're just in New York or LA for like two days yeah, and they can't say why, but you know, ostensibly like the only reason a comedian goes to New York or LA for that shorter period of time is they have like a meeting with an agent or yeah. like a show or something like so they're, they're, they're getting an opportunity. Yeah. So I just think it would be really funny like I got fucking nothing on the books, yeah. but I just think it'd be really funny to like book a trip to LA for two days just to generate <laughs> yeah, some buzz. Just so people are like, wow, did you see like yeah. Kath was in LA for like 48 hours? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wonder what she's doing. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> man, like the, yeah. That's like when you're when your time period somewhere is like like if you just have forty eight hours, it's like you know something tight's going on, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. like you've been flown out, like yeah, something's yeah. something's happening for you. Yeah. So like, I just you're think like, oh, you're really gonna be funny. in L A. We should go get lunch. Like I'm only gonna be there just Monday and Tuesday morning, and I'm out again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is like I did feel. Uh, I went to Atlanta a few months ago, and I did feel like a little bit big time when I was. I I did a comedy show there, and I was talking to their comics, and they're like, "Oh, have you ever been to Atlanta before?" I was like, "Yeah, I was here, but like Comedy Central just flew me out for twelve hours." to do a show and then yeah. I went back like I felt so cool like yeah. I, di- I didn't say Comedy Central I wasn't being that much of a, a yeah. bitch but I was just like yeah no I was just here for 12 hours I was at the Laughing Skull and then I went home like yeah. <laughs> just let them put but two e- and two together yeah, even that yeah like, like if, I, if I heard that as a comic I'm like what the fuck I mean, what is yeah. That? yeah 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 uh, we played a, uh, me and my, my homeboy Rob Pugliese two episodes in a row dropping the pugs but uh <laughs> the we, pugs yeah <laughs> we went to a, a show out in uh in uh like outside of Providence in Rhode Island and it was middle of fucking nowhere and we go out there and this uh, other comic was on the show from New York and he was just like this young black dude who's cool as fuck we were talking he was like yeah man comedy will take you all these fucking different crazy places he was just about to go up he goes I mean tonight I'm doing this little crazy thing in Rhode Island it's like last night I was opening for Dave Chappelle they called him up and he walks off and we both just looked at each other and it was the most hating ass scowl and we were like <laughs> did he just say he was with Dave Chappelle like, like who the- oh yeah we just sat there to do the math in our head like how did he get from that to here maybe his life <laughs> I don't know, but I remember we were just hating. That, like, uh, speaking of, I saw um, friend of the show, Ashley Barnhill, old oh, yes. uh, old school Austin comedian. She's lived in L.A. for quite a while now. But she was in New York, like, for a little while, and I did a show with her. And she's, like, the most gracious, like, 
totally she was not flexing whatsoever yeah. but she's like her career is going really great yeah, it's fucking so she it. was like <laughs> i was just like oh what are you doing in new york she's like oh, i'm i'm here with dave Chappelle," and i was like uh, and so i was like oh what are you doing she's like radio city <laughs> like uh, she was so just like high. oh yeah i'm going up early on the show because i have another show and i was like oh where's your other show and she was like radio city (laughs) just like god damn like it's it's funny when you know yeah yeah. it's also but it's also a uh telling reminder of like you can be doing radio city and then she was on a shitty show with me that like five people were at and like you know it can go either way yeah uh, so this is the career advice podcast yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. and pat uh when i was in a when i was in a, a band uh when i was younger we played a show outside of dallas and then um this fucking uh weird i didn't know you were in a band what'd you play did you say i was a screamer in a hardcore band called one fine line what yeah we recorded like three albums i did the whole oh sick did it, did it, like, kinda, yeah we were fucking have you heard about blake blake's Bla- whole thing Bla- oh did, did his old band get back together yeah so yeah. uh no, so he's like i'm in baltimore tonight i was like oh shit he's somewhere besides a bar in brooklyn that's what's up <laughs> <laughs> another friend of the show blake midget was in a pretty seminal uh hardcore screamo band called page 99 that i used to listen to in high school yeah. and then i moved here and met blake and someone was like did you know blake is like in a hardcore band and i was like oh what are they called and i was like what the fuck blake yeah. is blake is the yeah. guy on page 99 yeah anyway yeah their band is uh doing reunion shows and apparently they're going oh, great that's, that's so fucking tight get them so yeah. uh just you know something to think about for one fine line yeah we we, we jokingly uh, well my my guitarist who uh uh, is very prone to like once or twice a year we get a drunken like Friday night message from him and he's just all like dude like we, we probably make it happen man like, yeah, he's doing fucking excellent he's got like a beautiful family and money and shit right and, he uh, just wants to escape his like normal life yeah, then, yeah 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 and I'm like dude trust me I escaped normal life and you, I'm trying to break back in <laughs> <laughs> But we uh we saw my me and my guitarist were driving back from Dallas mm-hmm. and we stopped at a gas station uh to spend what very little money we had on food and uh and gas. And we go in there and uh the lady the the, the girl behind the counter was like, Hey, are you guys in a band? And we were like, uh fuck yeah, we are. And she was like, Oh yeah, is that y'all's tour bus? And we're like, Wait, what? Huh? Because <laughs> like, oh. like, uh, that was in the ninety seven Ford Escort station wagon, aka the Padillac Saroyskalade. And <laughs> And so we look out there and there's this fucking big tour bus and in walks fucking Chris Cornell. <laughs> and yeah. And it was when he was like between like audio slave and whatever, like the Chris Cornell experience where the fuck he mm-hmm. called it. And he came in and like, we were like, Oh shit. And we went up and we introduced ourselves and he was like, you know, like, yeah, we're in a band. He was like, Oh yeah, where'd y'all just play? He goes Dallas. And we're like, he's like, where'd y'all play? And we're like, Outside of Dallas, he's like, "Oh, what venue?" And I was like, "Rack Daddy Sound Shack." And he's like, "Oh, we were at the you know the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater." And the fuck, I was like, "Oh, I, I haven't played there yet, but <laughs> is it good?" That rules. Yeah, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Uh, oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah, R. yeah, R. yeah. Man. And I, being the humble person I am, did not share my gas station story on Facebook that day because I was just like, <laughs> "Good for you." I thought about it. I was like, "No, you know what? That's uh, that's gauche." <laughs> All right. Good use of gauche. Good job. Thank, well, you, you taught it to me a few episodes ago. Yeah, I taught you how you know, to pronounce it. I have been taking people down a peg or two. <laughs> <laughs> the world's welcome not to the upper class, Pat. <laughs> yeah. You know how to say gauche now. Yeah, I got, I got uh, just a clip full of gauche, and I will unload it into this room. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, our story today. Yeah, our story today. Story today. Um, f- uh, Kath, as you know, uh, sports are happening again, as always. Sports are in the news. Yeah, sports are in the news. Big sports <laughs> things happen. Uh, no, I was I was looking up. Uh, you know, we we talk about we you know lie, cheat, and steal. We talk about late lately a lot of cheating and stealing. Yes, it's been that. And it's I, usually usually on this show, the lying is to service 
the cheating and the stealing. Yes, yeah. The stealing is usually the the main goal. Yeah. Lying and cheating facilitates it, the stealing. Precisely. Exa- yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheating facilitates it. Lying covers it up. And yes. stealing is the... Now... I think we've had one or two episodes where the person was just a straight up liar. Uh, not even actually, because even the, even uh, the Joe Manuela was uh, inspired by money. This Usually, guy, there's there's some kind of material gain, but yes. but I do think some of the more interesting ones are just like, why would you go through all this effort for this? Exactly, what's, what's happening? Yeah, here? exactly. So, so uh, this brings us to the the subject of today's uh, uh, episode here, Barry Bremen. Okay, Barry Bremen, good alliterative name. Uh, yeah. Barry Brimman was born on June 30th, 1947 okay. uh, in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Now, uh, the majority of his life, uh, not that, you know, uh, staggeringly uh, impactful. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was an insurance salesman. Uh, he also sold novelty goods. And then later on in Wait. life. Novelty goods. Do you have any I, detail on what the novelty goods are? I was I, I actually did look. I was not able to find that. God I, damn it. I'm just imagining like whoopee cushions. Whoopee cushions. Fake What's, dog shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fake barf. Yeah. Um, uh, invisible dog leash. Those uh, things they sell at Spencer Gifts that are like the globe and you put your finger on it and the yeah, lightning goes yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was downtown last night. I, I did a show at the Velveeta Room and I went into that gas station next or not. It's not a gas station. It's just the little corner store. Yeah. The little corner store next door. And uh, you can buy a vibrator there. What the <laughs> Which fuck? Which is like, why? I don't, you shouldn't need that yeah. on 6th Street. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why? Um, and it's it's not like a, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a tourist store. They have like the sort of knickknacks yeah. that you have at touristy stuff, but it's it's mostly just a convenience store. Yeah, it has a bunch of uh, fuck y'all on from Texas shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the classic yeah. who farted. Oh, man. Uh, sorry, this is a side note to this side no, no. note. I in New York uh, the other day it was the Feast of San Gennaro, which is like a big um, yeah, it's it's for the you know Godfather, Godfather and yeah, yeah. Mean Streets, and it's the big uh, festival in Little Italy, and uh, it's it's now just sort of a a big tourist attraction. Yeah, like there's yeah. not a lot of Italian stuff left. Like there's a good Italian restaurants and stuff in Little Italy, but like actual Italians don't live there anymore. They yeah. they live in like South Brooklyn and the Bronx. Um, so it's very touristy and, uh, the shirts on sale at the feast of San Gennaro, just the most Guido shit. <laughs> it was so great. Like it oh, just like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. There's just like these st- stands selling, yeah. you know, just you talking to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. I have the dick. So I make the rules. <laughs> oh uh, man. So many blue lives matter shirts. Uh, so, Cause yeah. it's fucking yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> Italian ring. I was saying like, I was, I felt so at home there because like it was the most fat white people in one place. <laughs> yeah. I had seen it since I moved to New York. Like I just felt so okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, you can buy a vibrator at that store. That's fucking which crazy. Is like, I, I, that's just what I think of when I think of novelty goods. I think of a poorly made, yeah. uh, plastic, cheap, shitty vibrator uh, sold at a non-sex store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, oh shit, was it? Uh, oh yeah, also, I was going to say Twitter, uh, novelty items. Uh, uh, yeah, what do, you think of, what do you think of when you think of novelty yeah, goods? Yeah, you think novelty items, let us know. And uh, But that, that same store at the Velveeta Room, one time I was running late for a show, hair not combed got downtown went and bought hair gel from there stashed it up on the top of the the bathroom wall thing Mm -hmm. in the the men's bathroom and Velveeta room like two and a half years ago it's still there fuck yeah I still use it and I have definitely stopped in solely just to gel my hair and comb (laughs) it and get the fuck back out (laughs) 
That's amazing. If anybody's listening and yeah. goes to the Valve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take it. Just yeah, feel please, free to please use leave some. it. And take a picture of it and hashtag it and then send it to the show on Twitter. <laughs> that rules. All right. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Barry Berman. So, yeah, he was a, a novelty goods salesman. Eventually settled into a role as a marketing executive. Uh, now, in the sports world, Barry Berman is known as the great imposter. Which uh, is, is yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's among the best. Now, uh, from the period of 1979 to 1986, the six-four self-described lean Brennan posed as a major league baseball umpire in the World Series, and uh, and, uh, and several. Other, I'm not going to get through all the accolades, but just he was this guy. He he wanted to be in the spotlight. He said he always wanted to be in athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played uh, football, basketball, and softball in his, in his spare time. And he led a pretty humble life. I mean, uh, he yeah, had, he was uh, an insurance guy who played Rex. Yeah. He said sure. he, made, he made 60 grand a year. He said he lived in a $130,000 house with three kids and his wife. Yeah. He just liked to play and do that. And he often, uh, uh, Margot's wife is often called upon to say that Barry likes to fulfill a grand fantasy to be in the limelight. He feels if you have no guts, you have no glory in your life. Oh, I kind of like this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is one of the good. This is he's the soccer good, guy. This yeah, is one of the only. He's good a ones, good yeah. one. So, uh, he, so he dressed as an umpire. Yeah, his thing is he liked to just insert himself into major league sporting events on live television and just show the fuck up. So he he dresses as an umpire and then gets on the field. Yes, he he he, he makes it out into the field and there is that's amazing. There's so many instances of it. It's it just uh, do people like have are there like pictures of his face in stadiums? Yeah, like, oh, do not there, let this man. Well, what's funny is he fucking says that that they, at one point he goes, "What are they gonna do? Put a picture of my face up and say, don't let this guy in the stadium," <laughs> which they never did." Yeah. Uh, but he uh it's that's funny he actually like the quote but, so does uh, he do it is it like mostly things in michigan like he does uh, this no it's all across it's all across the nation he just he would he do just these travels things. to do this yeah he was doing this with it was in the, in the 70s and 80s uh yeah i guess i guess we'll uh yeah go through some of the other ones so yeah yeah we'll kind of we'll kind of dive right in yeah those just kind of give an idea uh he does have um uh, advice to imposters, uh, his imposters to his imposter. He said, "Don't do it. It's against the law. It's my act. Stay away." <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, d- don't you don't fucking hack me. Yeah, dude. yeah don't like, hack me. Yeah, don't hack me, bro. I have this is my act, and yeah. uh, get your own weird gimmick. Be soy bomb. Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> I I can't remember the real. There's this woman in in L. A. named like Angeline or something. Do you know who that is? No. It's one of those other people that's just like she's like a local character and like. Oh. She's oh, yeah, always yeah. like she has like a, a Leslie board and yeah. she's like a Leslie. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's yeah. like, look, there's a Leslie. There's an Angeline. There's yeah. a this guy. Don't yeah, yeah. Get, get your own thing. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to fucking leave your mark on the world, make sure it's, you know, it's new and unique and you're, uh, you know, you're not just wearing a bikini and running for mayor of Austin, Texas. Exactly. It's been done. Buddy. It's been done. Yeah. So it all started uh, his first uh, attempt at doing this. Uh, it started in 1979. Uh, Brimmon Don, a Kansas City Kings uniform. And uh, uh, this was the. Uh, uh, previous NBA team that no longer exists. Uh, the Kansas City King, and he got into the floor during a pregame warm-up for the NBA All-Star game at the Pontiac Silverdome. So he's in there. He's just out there on the field. He's got the fucking... You, know, you can, all of this is videoed, is, by the way. You can Amazing. go watch all of this, and there's about to be uh, about to be a 30 for 30 coming out about the guy. Oh, uh, wow! Yeah, and so... I, I love this guy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the shit. Uh, so he actually ended up getting outed by uh, by actual Kansas City Kings player Otis Birdsong, uh, who who, who, was said, like, uh, who said, you're on my team, and I don't even know who you is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, bold. That's very bold, because like, uh, I feel like if, if I, I'm very bad with names and faces, yeah. I feel like I would just be like, 
I don't think I know that guy, but yeah. I don't want to make a thing about it. Like, what if I'm wrong? I'm starting to get that happening with repeat Uber drivers. Because uh, you're going to cycle through. Especially, I use that Arcade City app as well, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I just, like, they'll pick me up, and they just pick me up from work so many times. or taking me here and there. Right, so like, it's like they're in the same place. It's like... Yeah, I'll, yeah. so like, may, I may not notice it, but I'll get in, and they'll just be like, what's up, man? And I'll be like, hey, what's going on? And they'll be like, I don't know, driving. Like, you know, I told you about my car the other day, and I'm like, fuck, did you? I don't know, dude. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. care. You're my Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah, although the guy that picked me up today was a long time one and we did I told him about the podcast so if you listen I'm not talking about you oh <laughs> that's sweet that's sweet yeah but uh so uh he kept this going uh the same year this started in 1979 uh same year that July 17th 1979 he actually gets the help of great name alert telecaster Dick Shap <laughs> Dick Shap yeah that is uh that is an assertive name yeah percussive Dick yeah exactly that's it's like kinda... the sound it makes when you take your dick out yeah. and like put it on the table he's Dick a chap he is his own automatopoeia he's just chap <laughs> but uh now he him in kansas city um uh, when i thought about the telecaster dick chap it reminded me of that old dude i forget his name he still does does it he's one of these like on the verge of just not giving a shit anymore he's just an old old man who uh calls sports there's there's a guy um in st louis that a friend of the show, Alex, my old boyfriend here told me about that. Like is he's just like drunk all the time. (laughs) And like, he has all these like weird idioms that like no one else uses. I don't know. I don't know enough about sports, but I, I love that as like a character. Oh, like yeah, the just, downtrodden yeah, it doesn't give color a shit. commentator guy. This, this guy, he got in a, a, a kind of hot water a few years ago because they were doing a college game and they were just like showing shots of the crowd and they showed the quarterback and they showed his family. They showed his girlfriend. And as they pan, he was like, dude, dude, oh, I got the good family. Jesus Christ, man. He was like, that's who boys get out there and learn to throw football. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> he was like, they always. I'm telling you, he's like, no, I was, I was in the league. Quarterbacks, they get the best. They get the oh man. He's like, boys, get out there and learn how to do that. <laughs> so it was a very antiquated statement, but funny as shit. <laughs> so wh- how did what did Dick Shap do to oh, help? Oh yeah, him? so Dick Shap, yeah, so we're, we're all over the place. I but, just want to keep saying Dick Shap. Yeah, so, so. Dick Shap and uh, and Kansas City Royals third baseman George Brett uh, liked what Brimman was doing. So yeah, they, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that people on the inside are are yeah. pro this. Thing. Yeah. So they stuck him on. They snuck him onto the field dressed in a New York Yankees uh, uniform at the Major League Baseball All Star Game. It seems like he he targets All Star games because they have no impact. Yeah, so, and that's another nice he's thing. He's benevolent. Yeah, he's not going to fuck up anybody's season. Like it's yeah. you know, Like if you lose the All Star game or you fuck up a play in the All Star game, like who cares? Yeah. I mean, the last NBA All Star game, the score was like two hundred and one hundred ninety because they just <laughs> stopped giving a shit. So. uh yeah, so he, bring, he he came out there. It was held at the Seattle Kingdom. Uh, Brimmon uh, shagged flies uh, in the outfield for a half hour while they're warming up and attempted to pose for a group photo. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. With future Hall of he's like the He's like the guy who wants to get an every yearbook photo, yeah, but on like yeah. a grand scale. <laughs> like, Yeah, he posed with uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, Joe Morgan, Mike Schmidt, Gaylord Perry, Dave Winfield, <laughs> all these future fucking Hall of Famers. Uh, Nolan Ryan was in the fucking picture. Tommy Lasorda. And then, they, uh, and then finally... Over at the end, it was Brimmon. <laughs> just like, he was like, "Hey guys!" Yeah, and he was ushered off the field because he is—he's six four. He's not like a small guy. Uh, so, so I feel like that makes him probably blend in more actually with athletes, like that he's like a big a big dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I guess yeah. he's he's he probably looks- older, so that makes him stand out but at least yeah. he's not like a little shrimpy guy like yeah what's this little munchkin doing yeah out yeah, here? yeah get out of here bud yeah you can carry these bats uh danny i was at the valve last night as i said and, and danny palumbo has a really funny joke about uh 
about baseball. He's, he's a baseball fan. He's talking about how, like, baseball's really funny because, like, it's the only sport where, like, they have to stop playing if there's a squirrel on the field <laughs> because it's more interesting than watching baseball. Look, there's like, hold on, there's a critter out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's a critter out there. But that's what I feel about this guy. He's the critter. Yeah, there's yeah. A critter yeah, out there. Yeah. Oh, look at it. Look at it. Little, little one chased the big one. He's just going around. And, like, <laughs> and so, because that, and so he gets kicked off the field, and that happened at the uh, that happened at the uh, Seattle Kingdom. So what he tries to do is he tries to go and uh, just hang out in the Mariners. Club clubhouse whirlpool bath <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah he's trying to get into that hotel pool he doesn't give a shit yeah yeah he uh and then eventually the seattle mariners uh uh coach uh or trainer gary nicholson uh walked in and ejected ejected him from the premises so he was <laughs> out on his ass on that day um shit. pat's mom is calling everyone yeah. <laughs> sorry um she's a big bremen fan <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, so on December 16th, 1979, uh, I, I, my bad, I'm sorry, I, I don't know if we were what happened or not. I, I was gonna <laughs> Pat, go we had to take a break because Pat called his mom. She called me. She, <laughs> Pat's mom called him. He had to call back. I, yeah, it was literally, it was, she was she, she was going to keep calling until I, I picked up. That's what did she say? Hey, is your internet working on your phone? Cause it's not working on mine. <laughs> Classic I, mom. Call. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was literally, I was like, I was like, just re, do a hard reset. It's where you hold the both buttons at the same. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, no, yeah. So he gets kicked out of uh, out of the Seattle uh, Seattle Manor's hot tub, mm-hmm. which you know, that, and that's a. That's I hope they threw him out like he's like has a towel around yeah. his waist, like <laughs> he has like a shower cap on. Yeah. That's just what and I'm imagining. Stay out. He's got he's got <laughs> fresh prints out the front door. <laughs> fresh prints, <laughs> jazzed. Exactly. Um, now. 1979 was a busy year for him because just uh, uh, five months later, on December 16th, 1979, uh, Bremen. This this one. This is the one he's like. Uh, this has got him further media appearances in the future because it's just crazy. Uh, he posed as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Hell yeah! <laughs> nice. Was he in drag or was he a male cheerleader? I mean, he definitely had a wig. You know. Oh and, fuck yeah. And, yeah! I guess they don't really have male cheerleaders in the NFL. No, people no, would be no, like, yeah. This is too gay. I yeah, can't yeah. deal with this. Hey, man, I'm trying to fucking whack off. <laughs> uh, my friend's older brother was a cheerleader. He started in high school as a football player and then got out and got into cheerleading mm-hmm. and um, was just always flanked by beautiful girls. That's uh, a plot point in Bring It On. Yeah, yeah. The classic <laughs> cheerleading movie is like, everybody makes fun of the male cheerleaders, but guess who gets to fuck the cheerleaders? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he ended up going to, uh, like, he went up to college on a full ride on, yeah. on cheer, which is uh, which is wild. Um so yeah, so uh, so he poses as Dallas Cowboys cheater at a Cowboys Redskins game held at Texas Stadium in uh, R.I.P. in Irving, Texas. <laughs> uh, so in preparation for the role, <laughs> Bremen lost twenty three pounds. Wow, <laughs> he was dedicated, and he practiced drag routines with his wife. So that just means they just had a bunch of fun nights in, wearing Aww. makeup, putting on makeup, and wearing dresses. That's and so shit. sweet. Yeah. That is precious. Yeah, cracking bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he had a replica Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform custom made for himself and uh, he shaved his legs and bankrolled the project with $1,200 of his own money. Aww. Well, yeah, this, this, just a passion project. Just, yeah, just a passion project. So during the game, uh, Bremen burst onto the sidelines in boots, hot pants, false boobs, and a blonde wig. Beautiful. During the game, Bremen burst into the sideline. Uh, he only got out one cheer. Go Dallas before 
before Cowboy Security had him hogtied and handcuffed. And that's on video, not the hogtie. Hogtie? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, him getting slammed against the fucking wall, though, oh, is, is real. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys hit Brimmon with a $5,000 lawsuit. So now, because he says uh, 6200 in the hole at this point. Oh, man. <laughs> they had a, guy. They had a $5,000 uh, lawsuit for trespass. You could easily crowdfund that today. Yeah. Oh, that exactly. Would, people yeah. would be so on board for that. Uh, they got him for trespassing, uh, creating a nuisance. And then they also petitioned to have him banned from the Cowboys games for life. <laughs> oh, come on. Define yeah. nuisance. That's not a nuisance. Yeah, no. So what happened? Did he lose? Did he uh, win? Now uh, that one, oh, now he said uh, they want to ban. And uh, to Brim, I couldn't find, I could not find uh, follow up on that. But to Brimmon, just uh, his, he said that it was very stuffy. He said, oh, yeah. what, "What are they going to?" He's like, uh, "What are they going to do? Put wanted posters at every entrance?" He asks. This is ridiculous. I was just having fun. <laughs> yeah, just let the guy have fun. I'm so on his side. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, Sports people are too serious. It's a fucking game. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're. It's entertainment. Yeah. It's. We were saying that about the soccer guy. Sports is entertainment. If the people there are being entertained, yes. then you are being. It's successful. Yeah, exactly. It's not like. Yeah, I know these people are like serious athletes and shit, but at the end of the day. You're watching people play a game. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and don't you ever forget it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, how funny would that be if he was still alive today and uh, he ran out during tonight's game and took a knee? <laughs> like, oh shit! I'm like Barry motherfucking Brimmon. <laughs> Taking a stand. Oh man, that'd be tight. All right, so uh, yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't. It, he, he this is 1979. This is still the first year he started doing this. Uh, he went to the U.S. Open. Uh, and Brimmon, who had a seven handicap, uh, which I've read is bad, mm. uh, he <laughs> snuck onto the Ivernus Club in Toledo, Ohio, and he played a practice round with Wayne Levy and Jerry Potter. He returned for an encore uh, 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 next year at the 1980 U.S. Open at the Baltarasol Golf Club, where he played so poorly in practice uh, at a practice round that a spectator asked the United States Golf Association's P.J. Boatwright Jr. Perfect golf yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, P.J. Boatwright Jr. P.J. Oh, Boatwright Jr. Yeah. Of course, his job is being a golf guy. Yeah. Uh, will he ever get out from underneath his father's shadow? <laughs> I hope so. He, uh, I, his pants are perfectly pleated yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i know about that guy look at these fucking pleats now look at them now look back in my eyes okay <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah he asked him how such a lousy golfer had made it he got asked how such a lousy golfer had made it through qualifying and i assume pj boatwright just said fucking he's wacky man and just drank a bunch of scotch <laughs> uh so i mean it, it just keeps going he just kept doing this yeah. in 1980 Brimmon posed as a line judge referee at super bowl 25 damn <laughs> At the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, all of these, every single one of them ends in arrest. I, I, it's amazing to me because you said he's an insurance salesman. He makes about $60,000 a year. He's like, oh, he's traveling. Like, yeah. this is such a financial undertaking to this. Yeah, exactly. That, like, it's clearly like, I, there's a thing, especially I feel like back then of like uh dad hobbies yeah. where like the thing that like dad goes in the basement to work on like it i feel like the cliche one is like model trains yeah yeah or, like yeah. something like that like this is his model train yeah this is his th yeah and it, fucking way cooler than model trains well i also wonder like do you think his kids were embarrassed by this or did they think it was funny like is he a cool dad or is he I, an they, embarrassing dad they don't, his wife seems very his very, wife is in it yeah she seems very she taken loves by it. It. Yeah, yeah she she loves her dashing berry but like uh <laughs> the kids they never they never get their uh, i just i wonder like i feel like it's something that i would 
like as a teenager be mortified by and then yes. later in life be like my dad's cool <laughs> yeah man i uh my dad uh he was he had a very effective method of keeping me and my sister in line in public and that was if we were misbehaving or doing something dumb or not paying attention or not you know listening my dad would just start fucking dancing <laughs> and it we, and he was like and like my dad was like uh, a, a moderate hip-hop head <laughs> like it like well or like at least uh would listen to enough of it uh, that he knew like in the 90s like like some little more deeper slang. level catchphrases okay and uh like and he would just fucking like if if, and if he was in uniform he would do that shit my dad was military and he was mm-hmm. uh as he was uniform he was always straight laced but if he was just like it is because all he did was just work out so he was always in workout clothes and shit if he was just like in that we'd be in the px uh military store uh we'd be in the px and like we must run around my dad would just turn his fucking hat to the side his <laughs> trucker hat that had his uh his uh ham radio call letters on it <laughs> And he would just be wearing sweatpants, wife beater, New Balance shoes, this fucking trucker hat. Beautiful. If we were, and maybe a denim jacket if it was cold. Yep. <laughs> and if uh, me and my sister got out of line, that hat went to the fucking side. He just made these like hip hop fucking like generic Fake hand signals hands, and shit. Yeah. He's, and, I'm imagining like the generic hand signs of like uh, early John Cena promo. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> just like, like it's actually, it means love and sign language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so he's like, would just start doing that and just saying shit, just all like, he would say, like, whoop, there it is. And me and my sister would just turn fucking like, just bright red and shut yep. the fuck up immediately and fall <laughs> in line. So you don't have to hit your kids. You can just embarrass the shit out of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to dance. Yeah. Which is always fun. Uh, speaking his parents, his kids probably would have been embarrassed about this one. Uh, in 1982, Brimmon dressed as the San Diego chicken. <laughs> what attempt- is the San Diego chicken? That that was the, uh, the fucking, they're, Mascot, I guess, for I would imagine. Uh, what team is the San Diego Chickens? Let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. Uh, it okay. How is this not going to give me a fucking team name? It literally just brings it up like it's a fucking dude. It's like, oh, San Diego it's the Chicken. Thing we all know the San Diego the- Chicken, also known as the famous Chicken. That doesn't help. Yeah. Why are you famous? Also chicken? known as the KGB chicken. So why is he famous? We don't know. That <laughs> He's chick- a Russian spy. Yeah, that chicken is fake news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or simply just the chicken is a sports team mascot. Just <laughs> like, like, come on. Is he just, he just is shows this like a Wikipedia up? page. Uh, yeah, this is the Wikipedia page. Uh, he originated for a TV commercial for KGB FM in San Diego. I guess he's kind of like an Ernest Var- or an Ernest, uh, Goes to jail situation. He started as an advertising icon. He's just okay. So he's just like a, a not even a mascot for anything. Just like yeah. a, an image. Yeah, he just okay. he just puts on for the city. Okay, good for him. Good yeah. for him. So this guy dresses. He tries to dress as the San Diego chicken, and uh, was stopped from entering Super Bowl twenty six at the Pontiac Silverdome. Here's my question: If somebody's if he's in the mascot thing and he's just walking by, somebody's like, "Hey, that's not no, that's not how that fucking chicken walks." Hold on, buddy. And he's just like. And this then, is not the chicken San Diego yeah. has come to know and love. <laughs> this is an imposter. It's like, and it's just, it just acts out like one of those little things they do in the field. He's like, hey, can I see your ID? And he just shrugs and runs around in a circle and he chases them and shit. And then he gets dizzy and he falls his, over. Uh, his legs do that spinny thing like yeah. in Scooby-Doo when they're about to run. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, in 1985, uh, Bremen played a practice round uh, of golf with... Uh, 
Fred Couples, Jay Hass, and Curtis Strange uh, of Dr. Strange fame at the U.S. <laughs> Open at the Oakland Hills Country Club in Bloom, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Uh, he scouted the course early in the week. Uh, Brimman was introduced to Couples, and then uh, who's then an up-and-coming pro. He goes, yeah, I had a great chuckle with the man. We talked. You know, we hit it off. He said, well, obviously, I can't tee off with you, but I'll find you out there. A friend of Brimman's, an Oakland Hills member, uh, smuggled Brimmer's clubs and caddy into the club, and then Brimman, wearing a disguise and claiming to be a qualifier named fucking mark diamond <laughs> this is like the plot of happy gilmore like yeah this guy's happy gilmore yeah just a couple fucking shooter mcgavins getting all their, their, their feathers in a bunch uh so yeah so uh he, he gets out onto the field and he just goes in search of the guy the couples that he had met yeah like, like doing the thing so he just walks out and couples remembers that he was sitting there uh, on the field and he goes and I just see him come out of the shrubs <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome he comes out of the shrubs on the second hole and hits this tee shot that buzzes the spectators <laughs> <laughs> he whizzed the fucking crowd he had a big wig on and a visor it looked a little out of place but we didn't care he just did his deal and had a great time it didn't take long for people to scream out who is that guy I mean the cat was out of the bag after a couple holes but we didn't get in trouble and no one came out to get him <laughs> Aww, happy end yeah now the 10th hole strange and bob eastwood joined the group okay and uh, they ended up playing as a fivesome and uh bremen said that's when i got a little nervous uh because they said uh, we don't mind you playing as long as you keep the ball in play so bremen claimed to have shot a 77 uh bremen said that out of all his stunts this was the proudest of his golf antics because he said i was out there for the longest time and he said proudly i was never caught Aww. <laughs> he's taking the advice to heart of yeah. don't, uh, don't get caught yeah now this is now at this point, uh, you know, a lot of successful athletes, they want to play the Hollywood game, you know, sure. They want to make that successful uh, foray into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Bremen, no different. Uh, now, he didn't do anything stupid, like try to get an agent. No, what he, <laughs> did, what he did is at the 1985 Emmy Awards in Pasadena, Bremen, uh, when they called up to give the uh, they wanted to give the best supporting actress award to Betty Thomas for Hill Street Blues. Okay. Uh, good so, show good yeah. show Peter Bra- Graves calls her up and Bremen was already uh, in a front row seat and just got up and goes up there and just <laughs> fucking accepts her Emmy and uh, let li- me li- go ahead and uh, just, we got the video here oh of him accepting the Emmy yes hell yeah yeah how do you get a front row seat at the Emmys? I don't know. I think people who thought this was cool just started bankrolling him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they sympathized and they yeah they hooked him up yeah so here we go. This is uh, this is the get those names again. This is fucking the uh, Betty Thomas uh, supposed to win the uh, Best Actress Award. This is Peter Graves calling her out, and uh, here goes. Winner is Betty Thomas Hill Street Blues. So it cuts to her in the crowd, and uh, while they're still cutting to her, he has already made it to the stage. Yes. Coming in now. Betty was not able to be here. She asked for me to accept this award and thank everybody else who is here. And thank you and thank everybody, and especially Dick Schaaf. <laughs> <laughs> and he is quickly, quickly absconded uh, and, and just grabbed back up. And then, yeah, Betty comes out. Yeah. They love it. Everybody loves it. Everybody's applauding for him. Yeah. What's your next number? <laughs> My next number? What am I going to do next? I think maybe do the Super Bowl and try to be a Dallas cheerleader. That was where that. Ah, <laughs> so it's not even like he's like, 
He's tipping people off about his yeah, crimes. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he, he is not uh, doing it in secret. Uh, now, now he, he definitely became a, a, a kind of a, a pop culture note, you know, yeah. for, for a while. He's happening. like a zealot. He's just like there at every yeah, he even, every momentous occasion. He's a forest. Yeah, gump. yeah, he's gumping it. And uh, he even made an appearance on his uh, his favorite um, television show. We're going to play that right here. Here we go. So this was, uh, yeah, he became such a, a footnote in cultural history that he made it onto the annals of Jeopardy. As oh, a wow. That is, yeah, he, that's like a, a milestone for yeah. sure. He's very aware, but he looks like a young John Kerry. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's more charismatic too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One can tell. Why do you do this? I guess it started out as a lark and, and, and a dare and uh, through the exposure that that, ha- that happened being on the Carson show and the Today show from the basketball all-star game, people expect it. You know, they expect you to do something once you have broken into, quote, Hollywood. Uh, entertainment news for 500, please. Got off that quickly. <laughs> Barry Brayman picked up this award at the 1985 Emmys, but they made him give it back. <laughs> Billy, what is the Best Supporting Actress Award? Yes, it was Betty Thomas's award. Oh, <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said that was like one of the things he was most thrilled about was the fact that he got on Jeopardy. Um, so, let's see. Uh, now, so, um, yeah, uh, now we, it, it happened that night. He's actually, he was arrested uh, for when he ran up, uh, ran up at the Emmys. Mm-hmm. He was arrested and fined $175 for the stunt. Uh, he later apologized to Thomas, telling her he had really thought she wasn't there to accept her award. So that's the thing. He probably Aww. had somebody get him in there, was like, yeah, yeah. we'll get you up front. Betty Thomas, she's not going to show up tonight. So, you know, they, you know, and then he went up and thinking he wasn't going to fuck up her moment. So. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Betty Thomas. That I'm does a- suck. Like, yeah. I would be very upset yeah. if oh, I yeah. were. Like I'd won an Emmy yeah, and yeah. was like about to accept it, and like some joke guy, yeah. like the San Diego chicken, gets yeah. up there. I'd be fucking pissed. Like he just comes up, he's just like, "Yo, I'm gonna let you finish in a minute, Betty Thomas." But I just gotta say, <laughs> Dick Shap had the best motherfucker. <laughs> Shout out Dick Shap. Dick Shap. Hey, that's so tight. He shouted out Dick Shap. That does rule. That yeah. rules. Uh, so. Now uh, that was probably uh, that was his 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 last uh, his last hurrah there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in two thousand and five, uh, Bremen claimed to be retired from gate crashing. Uh, his reasons why he goes, you heard of the taser gun? You heard of nine eleven? They don't ask questions anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly the biggest casualty of the war on terror. Yeah. Is <laughs> if we are not if 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 Bremen is not free. Yeah. Are any of us free? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, today they're saying, hey, you can't illegally run on the stage at the Emmys. Tomorrow they're saying, hey, here's a curfew, you know? Like, yeah. This <laughs> is just, curtailing our individual liberties. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it, they, he did have uh, hope for the future. Uh, he did not rule out a, a final bow at the future U.S. Senior Open. He goes, could there be an opportunity when I'm 60? Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> However, sadly... He's uh, retired. Oh, they for, for the, the big one. <laughs> he really, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bremen uh, sadly did uh, die of esophageal cancer on his 64th birthday, uh, leaving behind his wife, uh, Margot, and three children. And that was in 2011. Well, we respect and honor his memory on yeah. this podcast as one of the few benevolent scammers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Barry, I just want to say, as somebody who has spent a lifetime just barging into places I'm not wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you are an inspiration yeah, to us all. You're a class act. You know, uh, a lot of guys on the circuit, they're not just doing it the way they used to. And you are just a true <laughs> testament to how what it really means is show up somewhere you're not supposed to be at and, and just leave uh, a good impression on everybody, which I haven't nailed that final part yet. <laughs> can get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's my boy Barry Bremen. Uh, I, I you know it's it, what sucks is it's a shorter episode. As you notice with the with the football, the soccer guy, if you're a nice, genuinely nice guy, your episode's shorter. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot to know, but you're yeah. just like a cool dude, <laughs> just a fun a fun guy to have around. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, it seems this day and age you don't read any more good news on the newspaper page, and that's um, <laughs> but love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say. Is even harder to find. Uh, guys, I'm going to leave you on that. Something to think about. Yeah, something to think about. That's a family matter, so we're all on the same page. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you've had the Family Matters theme song on the brain today. This is the second Family Matters theme song reference you wow. have made today. I ha- Oh, I did. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about Ethan's ringtone. Ethan's being ringtone. Producer yeah. Ethan's ringtone being Family Matters. <laughs> Just. Go home and watch some of those Winslows, man. Yeah, man. I need to, I need to get in with the... Uh, I've been taking a lot of L's. My wins have been low. That's a, <laughs> to paraphrase uh, Chameleon Air. Um, anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Barry Brimman, awesome fucking dude. Worth it. Totally fucking worth totally it. Totally fucking worth yeah, it. Yeah. If you, if you can pull it off. I mean, not, off not everybody's you, yeah. a Barry Brimman. And that's, that's you know, that's a once in a generation talent. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, now they just you get, he's right you just get shot for everything like yeah, just, yeah 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 he, <laughs> they, he would not he would not make it far yeah they uh i remember my, my one of my ex-girlfriends her stepdad was telling us about his senior prank that he played because he went to the same high school we did he mm-hmm. was he was a lifer and he was like uh um he was like yeah for our senior prank we, we they wouldn't let us take a senior trip so we put um sand and like inflatable beach balls and like palm trees and shit all over the principal's office look like the beach because mm. we could take a senior trip we got three months detention totally worth it though and i was like that's so fucking cool my freshman year this kid uh his for his senior prank he found these uh <laughs> these fucking plaques that said this place has been closed down for lyme disease i guess his dad his dad worked for the city and he saw those at his <laughs> office and took those and put them up on a bunch of doors and everyone's like oh fuck lyme disease and he got like in a lot of trouble like, like, like legal charges were pressed against him yeah no one wants that fun anymore yeah 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 it's just uh you know i just remember, like everyone's like oh buckle up and fucking don't smoke and you know what I seem to remember a time when we knew how to have fun. <laughs> but well, I guess yeah. we'll leave you with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, follow us on uh, on Twitter at uh, LCS Podcast. I'm at at PZTX. Kath is at Kath Barbadoro. Um, yeah, make sure you just you know. Uh, Listen to us, like us, rate us, share us, subscribe us, tell your friends, check out the Facebook page. It's just lie, cheat, and steal on Facebook. And uh, yeah, just you know, have a good week. And remember, don't get caught. Don't get caught. Especially if you're Barry Brimman. Do not get caught. Please don't. Ever. Even by the, the great thief that is death. Mortality. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, bye, everybody. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
International. International. 